celebrate this life in all its richness to show new truth wherever it may lead us wherever it may lead us with open heart this life in all its richness to show everybody. Hello and welcome to Kensington Unitarians weekly Sunday gathering here on Zoom. For those of you I haven't met before, my name is Sarah Tinker. I'm the recently retired minister of this congregation. So welcome. Welcome to congregation members, to friends and visitors from far and near. It's good to see you all this spring Sunday morning. And I'm also bidding a warm welcome to those of you watching this service on a video sometime in the future, listening into a podcast or maybe reading the script online. There's many ways to join in. And if you are new to this community, well, do get in touch if you'd like to. Send us an email, perhaps. And do feel free to join in at a level that feels comfortable for you this morning. There are two hymn singing opportunities. There's a chance for a few people to light a candle and say a few words, but it really is fine just to sit back and relax. Turn your camera off if you prefer, or if you need to move around and have a stretch. So our theme for today is beauty, beauty all around. And it's a celebration of life's many beautiful aspects. I'll be exploring the idea that what we focus on to some extent becomes what we are most aware of. And my hope is that there'll be something in this gathering that will be helpful for you in some way, perhaps sparking off a new thought or a new perspective on your path in life. But if any of what I'm saying doesn't feel right for you at the moment, well, that's useful too. Please stick with what you're thinking about any issue. So I invite us all to take a moment now to take a conscious breath. And as we breathe out to know that we have arrived here and now. Let's imagine the connections between us all across time and across space. Those tender connections of the heart that are forged by gathering together. as I light our chalice flame. This symbol, this symbol, a single flame, connecting us with Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities the world over, part of a progressive, contemporary and also historic faith community. And some opening words for us from Susan Magin. Come into this room, weigh into this chair, breathe into this body, the very body that will be you for better and for worse, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. Come into this day 
raise your gaze into this light, this one steadfast sun who watches over all growing beings, even you, even now. Come into this heart and break into the boundlessness of wild beauty. No beginning or ending in you, but flowing through like white water, reaching towards all that ever was and ever shall be. So let's each do what helps us to get into the right state of body and mind now. Maybe shift your position a bit, find, find a position that helps you focus. Perhaps close your eyes or soften your gaze, what, whatever allows you to be fully present with yourself, with each other, and with that larger presence which holds us all. Joelle Miller writes, let our lives be a prayer that waters dry souls, mends broken hearts, refuses to be terrorized, seeks this world's beauty and carries us through its storms. So as we join now in a time of shared reflection and prayer, I call on the divine spirit of life and of love to be with us now and to bless all that we do and say together today. Let's give thanks for the beauty of this day, for the beauty of our planet Earth home on which we live our days and for life's gifts that we are given. These times in which we live, they are often turbulent. We hear so much of the world's problems and we can feel so helpless in the face of such seemingly irresolvable dilemmas in our own lives as in the life of the world. Let us pray for the world's leaders that they might work for the highest good transcending the limitations of their particular group or party, aligning themselves with the greater good of all rather than their own self-interests. Let's pray for the people in countries such as Mozambique and the Yemen, Iraq, Iran and Syria, the Palestinian territories, people in Eastern and Central African countries that are so troubled. Let us pray that ways to peace might be found and that people's lives might be touched with beauty as well as justice.
as we pray for all those whose lives are harsh and unrelenting, who suffer through poverty, ill health, abuse, injustice. As we pray for people in our own lives for whom life is challenging. And as we pray for the painful places inside ourselves. Let us imagine a beam of light and love surrounding all difficulties and dilemmas. Bringing fresh hope and insight and possibility. Inspiring each of us to do what we can to lift burdens and ease suffering. And may this, as always, be for the greater good of all. Amen. Beauty All Around Us by Alberto Viroldo. Alberto is the founder of the Four Winds Society, an organization dedicated to the bridging of ancient shamanic traditions with modern medicine and psychology. Beauty before me, beauty behind me, beauty all around me. These words come from a Navajo prayer of gratitude from a person who sees only beauty in the world. Seeing beauty is not a passive act. It is an active and, and empowering deed. When you see beauty above all else, beauty will seek and find you. You begin to practice beauty. You transform the map you carry of reality and which you most likely inherited from your parents when you were young. When your internal maps are filled with beauty, your outer world is likewise infused with splendour. When you practice beauty, you have time in your life because beauty takes you into the timeless. Beauty requires stillness, pausing, stopping in your tracks at the sight of the new blossom in the almond tree or the cactus flower that only blooms for one night. As you practice beauty, you get to taste infinity and touch your own immortality. You will have time to laugh, time to meditate, time to help others. Perceive beauty even when there seems to be only ugliness around you. When everyone else sees darkness, point out the flickering flame that lies hidden in the shadows. Let someone else explain why it will not last, why it is sure to fade with age, 
why it's not as important as that mess just over there. Bring beauty to every moment by smiling sincerely. Find something beautiful in every person you speak with, even if it is a difficult and challenging conversation. We can perceive such people from the level of a hummingbird and recognize them as a perfect symbol of our need to learn how not to personalize other people's unhappiness. We can recognize them as our teacher and remember what we're meant to learn, not to overreact to criticism, not to become defensive, but to remain centered when others are upset or fuming. Then we can bring beauty to the moment by smiling. Give others the gift of seeing the beauty within themselves and within every situation. Speak words of beauty, including the words, thank you. Bring flowers home. Say a gracious word to a colleague. Uplift a friend. We will experience greater happiness and well-being while transforming the world by bringing beauty and healing where there is ugliness, alleviating the suffering of others and creating peace where there is conflict. The sages discovered that creation is not complete, that on the seventh day the great spirit was not finished and said, I have created the butterflies and the whales and the eagles. Aren't they beautiful? Now you keep at it. By perceiving only beauty, we are dreaming beauty into creation. Thank you, Pat and John, for that great reading. And um, I really recommend Alberto Villaldo's writings to you, and lots of them are available for free on the internet. Uh, I think he'd enjoy this um, hymn we're going to sing now. Um, it's called Oh Brother, Son and Sister Moon. It's based on words by St Francis of Assisi and it celebrates our connections with the elements of our universe. And you might recognise the tune as a, an old Scottish folk tune, E Banks and Brays. Both the hymns that we um, are using today were recorded at our service in Kensington. So don't be alarmed if you hear one of us rustling or coughing. Um, and we're all going to be muted now. Uh, so you can sing out loud if you want. Um, we won't hear you rustling and coughing. But if you'd rather not sing equally, that's fine.
we're moving we're moving now into an extended meditative part of our gathering now uh there'll be a few words to guide us into stillness then there'll be a video of our chalice flame to focus on in the silence and after about two minutes of stillness uh, the video will be a slideshow of photos connected with our theme of beauty. Thank you to everybody who sent in photos for this slideshow. What a talented bunch of photographers you are. And I wonder um, what favourites each of you will particularly like when you see these photos and what image of beauty you might choose to show if you were adding to this slideshow. Peter Crockford, our pianist, will be playing from Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, a piece that many might describe as beautiful, full of feeling. This meditation asks us to consider beauty's many forms and as always in Unitarian activities, feel free to think your own thoughts, meditate in your own way. My words are simply suggestions. So let's get ourselves into a comfortable position. Uh, feel free to turn off your video if that helps you. Enjoy that feeling of resting in your chair if you're sitting down or lying on the floor. The sense of the earth beneath you. Slip off your shoes if you like or put your feet up, whatever feels right for you. Maybe have a stretch and lift your shoulders up and let them circle back and down releasing any tension that you might be aware of. With eyes opened or closed, your facial muscles eased and relaxed. Maybe consciously softening your forehead and cheeks, all those muscles of your head and neck. Let's take a breath in and breathe into a connection a connection with the many beautiful aspects of life on earth. And in this more rested state, I invite you to consider some of the unexpected places and times and ways that you yourself have discovered beauty. What is beautiful for you? So let's enter a quiet time together now with our chalice flame, which will end with our instrumental music and that slideshow of photos.
as I said at the beginning, uh, thank you to all the photographers and thank you also to our co-host, John, who was struggling with technical issues there. Um, if you want to see that slideshow again in all its glory, it'll be on the video that'll be on our YouTube channel later on. There are many um, aspects of living in London that delight me, but uh, the arterial roads that lead in and out of our capital city, they are a source of dismay to me. Living over at the church in West London uh, meant that the A40 was a regular route that I took and, uh, and a regular cause of disappointment. It is such an ugly road. It's so busy, there's so much litter. It's a place where I tend to notice what's wrong. But just occasionally, it would provide really useful story material for the church newsletter. So some of you will have heard this story before of a day when I sat in a traffic jam on the A40, quietly fuming at just how ugly it was. When I saw this man in dusty builder's clothes walking along the central reservation with his bag of tools on his shoulder and um, a twig, a twig of flowering Philadelphus in the other. And he occasionally lifted that twig to his nose and smiled. Mock orange is its common name and it smells so delicious. I don't know if it's a plant that you know. I was instantly at that moment taken back into a childhood garden where a Philadelphus bush flowered each year. The, um, the traffic eventually cleared and I drove on, but for weeks afterwards, I kept noticing mock orange flowering in places where I'd never noticed it before. The uh, Lebanese mystic Khalil Gibran reminds us that the appearance of things changes according to the emotions. And thus we see magic and beauty in them, while the magic and the beauty, they're really in ourselves. When we notice these moments of beauty, I think we're activating part of ourselves. It takes a bit of effort because for many of us, it's easier to notice the bad bits, isn't it? The difficult moments, the, the ways in which our world proves our negative stories about it. Now I've moved over to East London. Well, the A40 has been replaced for me by the A13, a road which is surely in the running, well ahead in the running, I'd say, for the ugliest road in London competition. It too has traffic jams, which forced me to stop and observe. And this week's delight was to be stopped alongside Barking Creek which turns out to be one of London's lesser known flood barriers where the river Roding comes to join the, uh, the mighty river Thames. And as I peered over that roadside barrier, I caught a sight of willow trees coming into leaf, hanging over the gray, muddy river banks and looking, well, looking really quite beautiful. Khalil Gibran is right, you know, when we allow a new vista to awaken us, we awaken the beauty in ourselves, as well as noticing it in our world. And isn't that what photography can do for us? In capturing the moment, it allows us to savour the transient. It was really lovely receiving the emails this week with people's photo choices. And particular thanks must go to anyone who managed to take a photo of something that flies or wriggles like a child or a frog or a bird or a butterfly. 
And in case you were wondering about that photo of the bird, the tiny great tit in somebody's hand at the start of the the photos, it stayed in their house, that little bird, for, for a little while, and then it flew off safely. As I looked through those photos, I was struck by how far removed they are from from our society's so-called beauty industry. Now, today's not the day to explore that ghastly topic in any depth, but I do recommend to anybody who's interested the work of psychotherapist Susie Orbach. I know some of you have read her work on this topic. In particular, I think her book called Bodies, where she describes the beauty industry's effects on all of us, but particularly on young women by using digitally improved images, which then undermine young people's confidence in their own real shape and image. It's an issue I think we should all be concerned about. Yeah, I know human societies have probably always admired idealized forms of beauty, but never before have we had the power of the internet to place such ideals constantly before us. So all of us who care about this need to speak out and we might do well to develop a new focus um, upon a beauty of the spirit, perhaps the essence that shines through from inside someone and something. This beauty in human beings is it's forged by life itself, isn't it? It's shaped by our behaviors and by our attitudes. Sufi teacher Elias Amidon describes it thus. Those more tangible forms of beauty, he writes, they first trained us in beauty's mystery and power, and they continue to do so. But they hold the potential to lead us to an even more profound recognition of the possibilities of human evolution and the human spirit. Now, I'd say that this beauty, this kind of beauty is life deep rather than skin deep, to borrow some words from author Ursula Le Guin. It's it's such a beauty, it's not simply then a preserve of the young. Think of Rembrandt's portraits of older people, a lifetime of experience shining in their faces and in their eyes. Our news media here in Britain in the last few days have made much of the death of Prince Philip. And I've especially appreciated seeing the photos of him in later life. It's a beautiful face. When I asked people to send me photos of what beauty meant to them, it was inevitable that most of the images would be of our natural world. We we live on a planet of such extraordinary beauty, don't we? And springtime here in our northern lands is such a delight. We're here, aren't we, in a rolling programme of um, blossom and flowers. Here in London, we're being stopped in our tracks by cherry blossom and magnolia trees. And the first bluebells, they're starting to show in the woodlands, just a hint of blue at the moment. So let's encourage one another to notice the beauty, the beauty that is all around us. As our awareness grows of the terrible damage humanity is inflicting upon our planet, let's notice the antidote, beauty. Perhaps that's what Dostoevsky meant when he enigmatically wrote, beauty will save the world. And let's recognize not only the beauty of spring blossom and fresh green shoots, but also the beauty of goodness, the beauty of kindness, the beauty of right action and the pursuit of justice. So may it be. Amen.
So we're going to invite you to sing again now, together, alone, here on Zoom. We'll all be safely muted. And this hymn, it's a comforting one. It's sung to the old Welsh song tune, Ard Hidi Nos, all through the night. And this recording, as I mentioned earlier, is from our congregation last year. So we're excusing the rustling, but enjoying hearing perhaps one another. And it really is fine to just listen and have a leg stretch if you'd rather. lovely tune. So time for some announcements now. As always, much gratitude to our Zoom hosts, Jenny and John, without whom these services just could not happen. Thanks to Pat and John for that lovely reading and to Peter Crockford and David Kent for great music today. There are plenty of uh, opportunities to keep in touch in the week ahead. There are a few places, I think, for heart and soul this evening. Let Jane Blackall know if you'd like to come along to a particularly lovely spiritual gathering online. This week's theme is mistakes. That surely has a message there for all of us. Uh, then there's the coffee morning at 10.30 on Tuesday. And next Sunday, Jane will be leading our 10 a.m. service. Do drop us an email if you're quite new to our Sunday gatherings and it's always good to hear from any of you so do keep in touch 
And thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who've made a donation recently or taken out a standing order. Every bit really helps in these challenging times for all organisations and charities. And to make a quick payment to Kensington Unitarians, just visit our website. And on that very front page, there's a big donate button just to click on. Or you'll find the details that you need there to make an online banking payment or set up a standing order. It's really appreciated. Um, at the end of our service, after our closing music, which some of you might recognise as Oh, What a Beautiful Morning from the musical Oklahoma. You're very welcome to sing along with that, too. After that, we'd like to take a photo. So do stick around if that's OK with you. And then we invite you to stay if you've got time for a cuppa, uh, for a chat over a cup of tea. Um, and for our closing words, I suggest we all now, if we can, click on gallery view so that we get a sense of each other in community with one another. Now, our closing words, um, some of which are, are written by an American UU minister and friend of our Kensington Unitarians congregation, Amy Zucker Morgenstern. I appreciate these words of hers. So I extinguish our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. Let's take this warmth and this sense of loving connection back out into our wider world, a world that yearns surely for a message of beauty and acceptance. Within the heart of our flower, the fountain of beauty, within the heart of our community, a fire that warms and dances, and within the heart of each of us, a spark of the spirit of life. Holy, holy, holy. In the days ahead, may each of us find glimpses of life's precious beauty and pass that beauty onwards to share with others we meet along the way. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.